Greetings and love, everyone. My name is Tom, and I'm here with my partner, Marsha, and together we are Nashri Libertas. And every Monday evening at 7.15 Pacific time, we get together for Sanctuary, where we create a space for hopefully authentic sharing, uh, a little bit of true healing and real connection. There's a little bit of a loss of pragmacy and maturity out there in the world right now. And so the whole point of us coming together is to make a space for that to happen. Marsha, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing really great, too. Uh, we are at December the 27th, and so everybody is uh, trucking right through their holy days, and we're just about to what is called the New Year with the Gregorian calendar. Um, we got some really great themes tonight. Um, we're just talking a little bit ago about how this particular theme um, seems to create a severe form of mind wiping. And so it's going to be up to us tonight to be resilient and to kind of look out for each other. If you hear me say, uh, help me out, bring me back, uh, try to do that for me and I'll do the same. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> this is something where uh, we've done this before on the actual calls where we're in mid-sentence and you literally forget your name. You forget, you know, what your point was for sure, but you literally are just lost in time and space for a moment. And so completing your points uh, a little bit difficult, of course, but, you know, it's it's kind of like a little opportunity for you to have an experience without judging the experience. Cause if you start to get troubled by losing your mind, all of a sudden you're going to have a bad time where we're going. So um, <laughs> we're just going to call them little mind wipes and sometimes they're not so little and we're just going to have to get through them. But within this sanctuary space, we're at least uh, acknowledging it that it's happening and we're giving each other permission to uh, experience them fully. Um, Marcia, is there anything you'd like to start us off with? Well, I was just sitting here listening to you and Spirit was saying, you know, humans often attribute this to like losing one's train of thought. And while that happens to us, you know, often on a third dimensional level, this is kind of a whole different ball game where it feels... Um, in one moment that you're in complete flow and the next moment you're literally almost just stunned uh, because there's, you just have, like you said, you're just kind of floating in space and time. And as a person who receives a lot of psychic information, I notice that this happens when there is something that the divine wants to bring through and really anchor into mother earth that the powers that were have absolutely no interest in that it would absolutely, uh, annihilate their agenda in some way. And we talk about the archonic energy, which is the lower vibrational spiritual forces that have been kind of in control and in dominion on this planet, you know, for the last several thousand years. And when we start to kind of tune into that frequency, we can begin to feel hijacked by it. And so uh, it can kind of spin us into a victim consciousness immediately, or it can make us, um, 
you know, feel so either drained or unsure of ourselves that we're unable to pick up the flow of what we once had. And a lot of people experience this that are speakers, that are um, people who channel their divinity through the word. Um, You know, sometimes they're on stage and all of a sudden it's just like, bloop, it's gone. And um, to me, that's very similar to what happens to me when I'm about to anchor something like what we're about to talk about tonight. So just putting it out there that, uh, like you said, it may take us a little bit longer to get through the material tonight, but there's such power when we come together in grace like this to get our eyes on something that might be less than ideal, but that ultimately spirit already has the remedy for, and we are part of that solution. Well stated. Uh, I think this is a great uh, juncture to reiterate that the human species is, it's a divine conduit. You know, all of us are little lightning rods that come from the most high down to this earth plane. So the words we speak and the actions we take are all uh, just kind of like a, a shoot or elevator or, a, or just, it's, it allows us to bring through what we would like. And I think that when we're creating a sanctuary, a group like this, and we're speaking to uh, spiritual themes, we're speaking to closely held personal beliefs, that it brings through a very high potency uh, energetic um I don't know what to call it. It's, it's not a thing, obviously. It's like a channeling almost. We're coming together as a group to, to bring through light. And so what would want to keep us from doing that? You know, it's not like we're um, asking for parasitism, but we're trying to get to the crux of the matter. So um, the word hijack is kind of the thematic centerpiece tonight. And when you get your brain uh, erased, it certainly does feel like a hijacking and we have to really, really be careful not to judge that experience. Just be calm with it, let it ride out and, you know, essentially uh, use presence to come back. Um, so Marcia, is there any, any tricks that you've uh, come to come to find that are, you know, best, best for, um, I guess, main training or train of thought. We've always talked about going into nature and, you know, using a meditative practice, but is there anything specifically for this type of thing? I mean, the more grounded you are, obviously, the easier it is to maintain. And yet sometimes like when you're talking about stuff like tonight, there's just, there's just, you know, you got to go roll with it. You have to laugh at it. I find laughter, uh, to be one of the most effective um, ways to deal with this because ultimately the arconic energy wants you to feel victimized. And if you go into doubt or you go into like some type of insecurity about what's happening or fear, that is immediate consent for them to kind of just like swarm. And so if we're just like, ha ha ha, like, you know, don't take ourselves seriously. In fact, they need us to take ourselves seriously. They need us to have an ego so that they can latch onto it. So if we're present and we're like, well, that sucked. Like, I have no idea what the hell I was just saying. Can anyone help me? You know, that it just breaks it. It just breaks it. And it's, it's true levity and it's true divine spirit. And the archons are simply just, you know, you know, poo-pooed away at that point. They have no power um, in the, in the face of humor and in the face of true light, uh, especially through laughter. Right. No, and there's an analogy uh, 
that you know people speak to around uh you walk into a room and you completely phase out on what it was that you walked into the room about and so what we're speaking to is that you literally are forgetting why you walked into the room of your life you could be in mid-sentence and it just phases out it's just completely gone and so the uh, you know as marcia was saying the the trend for someone who is ego identified is to become a little bit worried that something might be wrong with them you know meaning that there's an eye that can somehow be uh a little bit un um oh unsatisfactory i guess would be the word and that your your mental apparatus is now unsatisfactory and i think that anybody who has gone through a significant spiritual expansion or revelation can speak to the fact that you don't come out of it the same mental person that you went into it and that there's a lot of changes and um uh, i guess evolutions within your mental apparatus when you're going through a spiritual change and so um I guess our, our personalities can change our capacity to work with different mental um, things inside. Like you might've been good with math before you went through a spiritual <laughs> evolution and now you can't make your brain work like that. There, there are happenstances that work like that. People have to change careers due to some things like that. They have to change They'll, their actual interests will change based on these these mental changes. So, um, what is what what right now is different, Marsha, in that we're up against it more significantly than we were before? Is it a is it electronic RF? Is it you know the devices that we use so frequently? What is it? Well, we've talked in the past about how we're just really saturated with this inverted overlay we have this organic timeline happening that we any of us can tap into uh that is ensouled that is divinely guided or you know we can tap into this inverted matrix or what spirit calls the death matrix or the life denying consciousness and this life denying consciousness it relies on the inversion of truth so whenever we hear things coming out of the news you know from the mainstream media we can almost just flip it and get a better sense of what's going on when we understand that this matrix has to invert truth with a capital T in order to sustain and feed itself. And it requires the human spirit to remain completely unaware of our true origins in order to maintain its control. So were the human species able to remove these veils of amnesia and actually remember that we're the spark of the divine, the infinite, then these powers of domination and control would just dissolve on the spot. And spirit says, when the human begins to awaken to an aspect of itself collectively, the powers that were, or these archonic energies, hijack the frequency and shift it to serve their agendas. These beings are service to self entities who no longer have light of their own and must then generate and feed off of the energy of human emotion. And so their job is to create enough kerfuffles, like enough like chaos in the air to be able to be able to continue to maintain themselves to feed themselves and nourish themselves to maintain the control of this planet now what has shifted is that 
around 2012, their timeline ended for power and control. They were given a certain amount of time to kind of take charge of the sandbox of Earth, where humans would have amnesia, would be hijacked on a physical body, a mental body, an emotional body level, would not be able to access their true uh, strands of DNA, but that ultimately there would come a time where that would end and they would have to step aside and allow humanity to be free. And when 2012 took place, a lot of spiritual people were like, wow, nothing happened, but something major happened. It didn't look any different on the outside, but the operating system completely shifted where we used to be able to vision and effort and reach our goal. And suddenly that process was no longer working. Um, and many people have been running up against a wall trying to use that operating system. We're now being told to use a felt sensate system, a more of a divine, divine feminine matrix where we are the receiver of our divine intuition and we just have an impulse to act through our divine masculine when the time is right and that's a much different operating system than we were all programmed to grow up with so what's happening right now is that this hijack that we've had for thousands of years is becoming blatantly obvious it's almost like you have to kind of have your hands over your ears and over your eyes to, to not see what's going on at this point. And there are many people like we talked about in last week's call that have the law of the right not to know that their free will is like, no, like I am not seeing this yet. And part of our job is to be okay with that and to recognize that that's part of the ultimate divine plan. But when we can individually recognize where these hijacks are occurring uh, individually and in our personal lives, but also collectively with what we're being fed through propaganda and the like, um, we can then use our consciousness to course correct what we're seeing and actually shift it right there on the spot. And Marcia, as someone who does that uh, just constantly, uh, fluidly throughout the day, um, what does that look like? Because I know there's kind of a spectrum where there's really kind of like mundane things where you're upweaving it with your consciousness. And then there's like really like really pretty gigantic things that kind of blow the human identity away in terms of you know what it could mean or what it what it instigates. Well, I think the first thing that has to happen is that we make this individual decision to be a divine conduit, because if we haven't made that decision, none of this is going to make any sense to us. It's not going to matter. It's going to feel like nonsense or just completely irrelevant. So we first have to make the decision that that is the most important thing. Being the vessel of grace is the most important thing to us. And once we make that decision, then life kind of rearranges itself to begin to display and mirror that back to us. And our higher senses begin to awaken. We start to have um, what uh, other cultures call siddhis or these, these gifts of sight and um, gifts that uh, are kinetic, you know, that where people are actually able to move things with their mind, um, telepathy. All of these things are just simply byproducts of expanded consciousness. And that's why spirit never, you know, suggests that we go chasing any of these things, because they're literally just what naturally happens the more that we expand and open to who we really are. And 
you know, one human being can generate this entire world, this entire beyond this world. And the powers that were do not want us to know how powerful we are, because if we knew uh, that even three of us banding together could take down the whole of their what's left of their system. And I was going to kind of wrap it back around to like after 2012, they no longer have the grid to maintain their power. So all they have now is our emotion. And guess who's actually in control of that? We are. So we could change this immediately, but we would have to first, you know, want to do that and then, you know, be aware of what's happening. So once you make that decision to be the divine conduit, you that light reality takes primary reality. So maybe you're driving to work and all of a sudden, like you're asked to move a dead crow to the side of the road, like, you know, weird things, like spirit's going to ask weird things of you. And you have that decision to be like, I'm going to keep driving or I'm going to be this weird person that pulls over into the park and does a ceremony for a bird. Like you get to decide those things, but the more that you participate in that light reality, the more things will be sent your way. And so as you're viewing social media, as you're viewing, you know, anything on your tablet or on your screen, you will receive codes and you'll feel them in your body. And I think that's the part that's the hardest to, uh, it's like it happens automatically, but we also have to have this devotion to self in order to be able to be open enough to feel it. Like if we're always stuffing ourselves or consuming, like we talked about on the creator or consumer call, then we don't have the felt sensory system available to receive the codes. And so there are physical actions that we need to take, like you said, like being out in nature, receiving those light codes every day, because that allows us to be more pure and more transparent. And then it allows us to be, um, you know, a much more facilitate, uh, much greater facilitator of the information um, that wants to come through us. And as we're cleansing ourselves and cleansing ourselves and cleansing ourselves and asking to serve the divine grace, uh, you know, there will be opportunities for us to use our consciousness to, so to speak, upweave things. And this will lie on a spectrum of uh, totally mundane, you know, like for me, I can give the example of, having a thought. And so once I have a thought, I can choose to upweave it and to alchemize that. And I'll find myself uh, kind of weaving in and out of my personality self, wherein personality self has a kind of judgy thought, something that's not as high vibe as I probably should be working with. And so it's up to me to alchemize that and to bring it back. And so that's one way that I use my consciousness to, um, I guess, without a better term, to quote unquote, upweave the situation. And so you come upon a scenario of, say, uh, you see someone like belittling someone else, and it's not up to you to step in or do anything literally verbally, but you can upweave that with your consciousness. And so there you know, is a free will choice. I know that when we see these commercials online or back when we were really big into TV, you'd have to sit through these commercials where they would show the animals that are like injured or in the pound, you know, because they were trying to get charitable money to go to, into these, you know, 
organizations. And so you literally would have to upweave your own emotions around seeing animals that are hurting and then injured and in bandages. And I always was, you know, very conscious of the way that those affected me and that it was up to me to either just stay that way where it is like, Oh, a little, a little this or the little that, you know, and it's like, or you can alchemize it and say, Oh my God, I, I just, I pray that we can live in a world where, you know, animals are seeing as sentient beings. Oh my goodness. Um, and Marsha, I think that's probably follows on to your point that this constant, constant aspect of cleansing yourself is, uh, offset by this constant, constant, um, giving over to a higher power where it's like, we're, we're trying to serve a higher power for all humans to experience themselves, just a reflection of themselves. And that's really maybe what sanctuary could be on a microcosm. Am I, am I somewhere on the, on the bullseye there? Well, I just wanted to speak a little bit to you. You're talking about cleansing yourself. And I think there's people out there that might not really understand what that means. And I think maybe a better word would be to say like continuing to return home to yourself and recognizing that as we kind of walk around throughout the day and throughout our lifetime, we have accumulated belief systems. We've accumulated uh, ways of thinking, ways of habitual living that might not actually be true for us. And if we're not taking time to meditate or to pray or to be in nature or to reflect in some way, we're probably not even aware that those are overlays. We're going to think that is us. And so I feel like when you're saying cleansing, maybe what you're meaning is like this returning to this original self, this core self, which I would say is the self we have when we're children. Um, if we are not children who are you know, immediately traumatized at a young age, children are naturally in this space of receptivity. They are always inquisitive and they're always exploring and adventuring and, and receiving, like absorbing from their environment. And I think the older that we get, it's easier to just believe where are these things, these overlays, you know, what we do for a living or who we're in a relationship with or how many kids we have and what they're doing and all their stuff. Um, and we forget that there's this core being that actually can, can be in tune with its, its source at all times and can be living from that source. And so you were talking about like, maybe it's not our moment to step in during a situation that we're passing by on the street and when we're connected to source, we're going to know, we're going to know exactly what our action is because we're going to get present. And then we're going to know what the response is because it doesn't come from that reactive egoic space of like, Oh shit, like what am I supposed to do here? It comes from, okay, this is my response. And what am I able to do here? My responsibility. So um, I don't know if that answers what you were asking. Um, and if not, let me know and I'll speak to it again. I think we're on the same page. If anybody uh, has any comments or would like to um, ask a question at all, we can open the floor here. Uh, we're uh, speaking to essentially what is a very personal, personal experience wherein, you know, your, your I self is needing to be dissolved within a situation so that you can access something more expanded and um, living in society. Uh, 
entails living a collective dream or the collective thought form. And, you know, we came together as a government and all this stuff, you know, it's an idea. And we came together because that idea was supposed to give us good things, benefits. And so now here in 2021, I think, you know, like Marcia said before, you'd have to have, you know, your head in the soil with your hands and, you know, everything covered up to not see and hear that the benefits have been somehow hijacked or distorted or misaligned or deteriorated so that now we're, you know, definitely looking at some, um, I guess what it would be is like injuries for living in society. And those injuries aren't physical. I mean, they can be physical, of course, but we're talking about a psychological or pathological injury. It's so a sanctuary, a safe space to talk about what you're observing out there but also to really be able to have a reflection in other people speaking to their experience. Uh, it's very beneficial, especially in this. Uh, this is a time where we're at war, so to speak, but the war is about information. The battlefield is uh, information and data. And so people literally don't know it. And so we have to, of course, accept them and forgive them but also know that they can be, um, they kind of can be liabilities. And it's up to us to remain present and to remain, you know, kind of connected to our own source to know where our energies need to be pointed and what type of conversations we actually need to be involved in. Because we're way, way, way past the uh, deadline for trying to be someone's savior. And so it's very important to not get stuck in some type of wasteful energy um, vacuum where, you know, someone's trying to take you to task about a certain topic and all you're trying to do is mitigate the harm that would come to them through making a decision. Well, we're past that point now. So the topics that you're going to hear us talking about is how to deal with certain thematic um I guess it's they're they're basically thematic challenges or thematic benefits that we can use, you know, as individuals who see what's happening in the world but have to stay disconnected enough from it so it doesn't define us. Um, I guess there's a little bit of a, a recurrence of a theme that we're talking about. Marcia said very eloquently to be in a creator modality instead of a consumer modality. Um, what can we use as a follow-on point with that, Marsha, with regards to being hijacked? Because I think that a lot of people, I think a big part of being woke is to be hijacked into feeling like you're in a creator mode when you're just attaching your little boat to someone else's, you know, situation. Is that is that not a fair? Yeah, absolutely. I feel that when we can understand that the powers that were absolutely understand human psychology and what motivates humanity. And it is constantly, and for many, many, many years has been used against us. Um, very obviously since television has come on the scene, but very, very obviously since uh, 2020, you know, around March of 2020, when all of these, um, the new reality, if you will, began from their perspective. And one of the things that they're hijacking right now is 
they're sensing that the human heart is awakening and they're sensing that the soul is embodying. And so they've got to figure out a way to keep everything divided at all times. And they like to do this now by making you feel like you are responsible for everybody else. And if they can get you being like, do I have to do that for this person? Oh, I got to do this over here. If you're constantly in that state, you are not in your source. You are inauthentic. And the more inauthentic people that they have, the more people they have operating on their grid and not the organic timeline. And so they'll take things like us all wanting equal rights for every single human on the planet. And they'll hijack it into a movement that has absolutely nothing to do with that in, with that energy any longer. Um, they are hijacking uh, children right now. Like that's the biggest one that that's the most, I feel harmful right now um, that we could even talk about, but this energy of, of taking what the human uses for good and turning it just a little, because they always use like 80% truth to get the soul hooked and using it to actually serve and further their own agendas. And I think that's uh, one of the biggest tests for a spiritual warrior out there right now is to see people whom they respect actually get hijacked. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, testaments to the last 24 months is to discover who is made of what and how they operate within the world, because everybody had to go through a little bit of a needle eye within, you know, how they relate to the government, how they relate to medicine, how they relate to their relatives when they're embroiled in a collective thought form regarding the government and medicine. And so, you know, this has been really, really a, Uh, eye-opening, you know, couple of years. And we've had to really distill down, you know, who we can count on and who is really able to show courage in the face of completely, completely whack uh, surroundings. And, you know, kind of that's, that's the biggest part is we're now collectively like Hansel and Gretel wandering through the, the woods now. And, you know, you can see the people who are clearly just picking up the candy and following the candy trail, Whereas other people are looking for other signs or looking for, you know, other landmarks. And I think that that's really been, it's probably one of the, one of the hardest aspects of the last couple of years is really having to, you know, have people that you respected fall off the, you know, plane of critical thinking and to still have to hold some, a different form of respect for them now, you know, and that's where uh, you can feel real isolated in that these little microcosms of pragmacy and honesty and maturity can help you regain your uh, confidence in the human spirit. You know, we're we're very tenacious um, species. And of course, if you kind of follow your little fondle slab or follow the mass media, you start to lose confidence and hope. It's very demoralizing. It is by design. And so it's up to you to know when you're tapped into that, of course, but it's also up to you to know uh, how to become, you know, completely sovereign within the energies so that you're not um, relying on any other person for any sense of 
anything outside of yourself. And that means leaders. That means political leaders or religious leaders or you know, even spiritual leaders. Segue there, Marsha, around, you know, false idols, obviously, in the end times is a big thing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's always been a big thing, but it's a particularly big thing right now. I mean, we're definitely in a in a time of mass hypnosis, and there's so many things that you can distract yourself with. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm just going to bring it back around to how spirit would like us to view things, to, to not like us to view things, but just to know what kind of perspective is, I guess, available to us, should we choose it. And the very first energy that came through tonight, and I think I've talked about this on other calls, but um, I go into meditation before the calls and I will ask spirit, we might call great spirit or Holy spirit, what I call God outside of the body, who is able to see the bigger picture and offer a lens that is not as linear as our human personality self might view things from. And the very first symbol that came through tonight was the owl. And the owl coming through as this master of the night to help us see through this next corridor with perfect clarity, to discern truth where others are sightless, and really embracing the night as our ally. Spirit is saying that this is going to bring us messages from the invisible world. And that's what I call weave um, or being in tune with the living universe. Um, and the energies that came through with this particular card were the medicine woman, the oracle, and the priestess. And while these are feminine archetypes, they do exist within all of us. And this in tandem with what we'll talk about later in the reading, which is the magician and the high priest, are coming through in a divine union to help us see, to help us feel our way through the dark and bring us messages from our ancestors. Spirit wants us to know we are acquiring wisdom through the inner sight. So this is not a time where we're going to be able to get our answers from the outside world. It's going to come from inside. And that's going to mean we need to create time and space for ourselves to receive those answers. Um, this is also a time of sharpening against deception. Uh, motives are going to be revealed in 2022. That's something that's been coming through quite often is that things that have been concealed will be revealed. And um, Spirit is asking us to ask the question to ourselves, what message am I not hearing? What am I not seeing with clarity? And just noticing what comes through that we are biding our time until it is the perfect moment to act. And when that comes, we will be decisive with no hesitation or remorse. So this particular supportive energy really being about the divine, intuitive, instinctual body sense, you know, the, the part of ourselves that we had when, you know, there were dinosaurs on this planet and we were running around in caves because we needed to rely on those felt sensate um, experiences to know how to survive. And that is coming back around in a new way. Um, we've kind of grown out of that instinctual self and that's going to be called forth, but it's going to, um, like I talked about merge with the divine masculine in a way that the human spirit and the human soul has never yet experienced in a physical form. 
sounds like an awesome um are you here for it yeah well that's the whole thing is meeting yourself every day and you know showing up so to speak um and not doing dogmatically that's the other thing too that i've really noticed that it seems like every single religion in the world it took something that was very um useful and pragmatic and dogmatized it and turned it into an orthodoxy and took away the actual uh like in innards of it so i guess it's up to us to know you know when we're doing something in a hollow way versus really infusing it with with uh with the holy spirit yeah really acknowledging like does this have the essence like does this have the juice or am i just sort of you know going through the motions here doing what is rote or what is habitual uh speaking of rote and habitual here i'm actually feeling like my brain's gone so i will let you segue one of the additional things that came up tonight within the meditation was this feeling of us needing to speak our truths that we can't really go with this false harmony anymore where we just go ha 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 ha, ha and everybody pretends that we don't know what's going on with everybody else and we create this kind of superficial dynamic that we work through, but nothing ever really gets moved in the weave. And often that happens because we're just afraid we're going to hurt someone or we have this fear of expressing how we really feel. And spirit is encouraging us to call on spirit to guide our words um, and to know that when we do so, we will express ourselves not only clearly, but with divine intention. That when truth is spoken honestly, clearly, and with love, we will never truly hurt anyone. And spirit also wanted me to address this lack of self-expression, which is soul destroying. And right there, spirit was really referencing the last however many months that we've been going through this Um with the masking and with the injections and the lockdowns um, and just the, the, the degradation of the human spirit that this almost no people right now on the planet are, are expressing to their fullest and that it's really creating uh, this despondency and um, this feeling of being like abandoned from what is good and this illusion that we are kind of always going to be in this place, this sort of uh, cyclical groundhog day. And um, what spirit is asking for us here is to turn this feeling over, to just ask for our highest and best outcome and to trust that it's already so. And that's very hard for the human personality self to do. Um, we really like to predetermine and try to control the outcomes. And we can't do that if we are turning it over. And if you're someone who likes to worry or likes to kind of perseverate on things, you may have to turn it over again and then turn it over again. You know, anytime you notice yourself chewing on something, just being like, Oh, I grabbed it again. Here you go. Like, let me give it back to you. Um, so that was coming through really strongly that we need to know where we're holding back our expression for fear of either reprisal or hurting another. Um, but also noticing, um, where we're holding back is a collective from speaking the truth and being courageous enough to be brave enough 
to speak what is coming through our heart because that is the alchemy which shifts the weave. And that is also a uh, perfect, you know, theme for how to function with other people too, because we're finding that with this despondent uh, kind of norm that's out there nowadays, we actually have to shore up our energies. We have to know where we can lend ourselves and where we need to be a little bit more uh, withheld. And the uh, person, you can go mentally insane trying to figure all that out when you're trying to make decisions around it. But if you're in uh, a sense of presence and within yourself, uh, source guidance provides for all of that. And uh, if you meet yourself every day, create a personal habit to, you know, uh, I keep on using the word cleanse, but to meet yourself and to, you know, wipe away all of those collective um, thought forms that we use to get through our day, to go to the store, to be a person at a job, you know, and so that's all fun and games, but they're literally just vessels that we use to to function and to travel within life. And so you have to kind of just do your best to um, put some separation there so that, you know, you're not accidentally using your mental apparatus to make decisions because that's, that's the path to ruin. I definitely can, I can give you good advice on that one firsthand. So uh, try to meditate on a better way. If, if there's any, better way to put it than that well and the body really is the navigational system moving forward the mind has absolutely no freaking idea what's coming next and it's going to be way out of its league if it even tries to figure this out and so that's why spirit was really talking like about we're going to have to feel our way through the dark and that comes from the instinctual self the intuitive self and the inner sight so um you know it's what the mystery schools back in you know the day would would train their adepts and their masters to have to rely on, um, you know, there come a, comes a point where you are kind of thrust into spiritual maturity, spiritual adulthood. And that's what 2021 was all about. Um, so that we can move into this, you know, time of great fulfillment that spirit speaks to. Time of great fulfillment. Speak more to that with pleasure so this is what spirit speaks to as the eternal now or our remembering of our immortality um, that the soul is never dying that it's always creating more and more and more and that in the past you know we are programmed to believe you know that we can live maybe what 75 95 years um, but in reality, this form was created to experience so much more than it's currently experienced, to live uh, much more than longer and more dynamically than it's ever lived. And so we're going to see these opportunities available um, to those with eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that is open. So that means those of us who are ejecting ourselves out of that inverted matrix and into that true organic timeline that we've been talking about. And one of the ways, the practical ways that we can do that is to remember that what we put our attention on is where our energy flows. And so if we put our attention on 
that which is divine, that which is bringing us delight or laughter or is beautiful or pleasurable or just luscious or luxurious, these things immediately put us in the sensate uh, space of creating from that, that space of great fulfillment. And the easiest way to do that is to stay present because when we are present, even though the ego hates that, we find joy in the simple things. You know, we might feel the breeze on the back of our neck and we just might sit there, you know, and just take it in fully. Um, it might be like the smell of a book, you know, that just the silly things that maybe we would bypass if, if we were distracted by other things, but that we can just completely absorb and almost become one with when we're in this, this receptive space. Spirit is encouraging us to cherish our friendships. Um, and the people, the places, and the experiences that bring us delight. This is so important moving forward that we let go of the things that are not empowering us, that are draining our energy, or that are just simply dragging us down. Um, and this doesn't mean, you know, running away from our problems, but it does mean paying attention to our light body, paying attention to our energy body. Is it retracting? Is it expanding? How does it feel around this one person? Like when, when we're in tune with that body, we can start to feel when it moves and we can actually even place ourselves forward in time. You know, say someone wants you to do something on January 22nd, you're able to place your light body in that location and feel, Ooh, this feels really good. Yeah. Like this is going to be really juicy or, Ooh, I would rather die than go and experience this. So it's, it's also, it's this amazing creature, like the body. I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's when merged with the soul, it is, it's indescribable what the body can do. And um, speaking to that spirit said, if we choose it, health issues now resolve rapidly. So things that people may have had for years and years and years, just suddenly um, shifting because our DNA is shifting and we're really being encouraged to live our lives with gusto and with grace to really savor these small moments and to know that we are giving these being given opportunities to engage in new projects with new people and new resources and new opportunities that will be creating these strong foundations that we need um, moving forward, especially into this frequency uh, that's coming up within the year of 2022. And I guess that's a great segue to speak to the fact that, you know, Nashri Libertas is uh, created to create community first and foremost, but the way that we do that has to be kind of like fractal. There are times when we're able to be together physically, there are times when we're not. And so we have to bring that same sense of presence and intent to every single shared uh, communal, whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. And, um, you know, obviously everybody's plans were impacted with this whole global changeover. Um, Nostra Libertas was as well. And Sanctuary literally is kind of a, uh, uh, a decision we made that probably would have happened anyways, but we're doing it via Zoom so that individuals, regardless of their, um, you know, actual time zone can partake. 
And that's really, I think, an important thing because, well, there's not a lot of places out there where you can put your energy and really feel like you're being respected, feeling like you're coming away from it with, you know, at least the same, if not more than what you went in. And so that's really what we're looking to do because, you know, Marsha can speak to being uh, very vulnerable in this world. I can speak to being very vulnerable in this world. And so the least we could do is create a microcosm where other vulnerable people can come in and hear some of the same things that they've been going through, you know, at least to some small degree to have some familiarity with the terrain and the, and the landscape. Um, strong foundations and community, Marsha, where, uh, where can we, where can we see this going in 2022? We, you keep on giving us uh, a kind of a, optimistic spin for 22 well it's as optimistic as you decide it's going to be because it's the year from spirit's perspective that the those who became spiritual adults over this time of the pandemic are now finding each other whether it's well i'm hearing from spirit yeah you're going to find each other through the heart and through through online but it's also going to be in person um that these are strong foundations that are necessary for the next seven to nine years that we kind of need to link arms um, because otherwise, you know, a lot of things are going to be stripped from the individual person under the guise of doing something for humanity or doing something for others. And if we do not have that sharpened discernment that spirit was talking about, we're going to just get swept right up in that wave. So linking arms, um, you know, by coming together in person, by coming together the way we're doing it now, where we're creating this like sonic boom on the internet, this high vibe, uh, just pulsing of, of sourced energy um, that will come back to us in our individual lives as well. Just, just by us coming together and holding space. And so, it doesn't have to be some big, huge thing. Um, it's it's really, truly where two or more or are gathered. The I am presence um, is able to to anchor and to shift realities. And speaking of shifted realities, so 2022 comes through as the year of community, um, this year of alchemy, justice, and balance. And we had to go through this revisioning process in 2020. And like I said, the the lower vibrational forces have their own revisioning process for where we're going. So we need to be creators or we will be consuming the reality that they have created for us. And we are creators by remembering the power that we have in every moment. We do not have to be these, you know, mice on a wheel. Like this is not what we came here to do. We did not come here to, you know, hit the alarm every morning and work at a job we hate and come home and have a glass of wine and go to sleep and do it all over again. That's not what the soul came to experience. And I think over the next 10 years, a lot more people are going to find the grind to be just physically impossible um, with the way that the energies are shifting. So we talked earlier in the call about needing to rely on our instinctual intuitive self, which is like the priestess, the oracle, the medicine woman, um, 
the triple goddess, if you will. Well, in 2022, that now the energies of the masculine are coming in to support and to guard and to guide through that of the Merlin, the magician and the high priest. And the Merlin archetype is the one who's able to create something out of nothing through his own will and through his own intent. And of course, this power has been misused many, many times over. And it's often why these powers are stripped from the earth um, in different timelines. But it's coming back around because, believe it or not, collectively, we've shown that we have the spiritual maturity to hold it. And so this is the ability to turn iron into gold in a spiritual sense, and eventually in a physical sense. Um, and spirit wants us to know we have everything that we need to move forward and that the archons will try to trip us up by making us think we need a partner or a person or a situation or more money. You know, it always tries to put us out of the present moment thinking we need something more. And so spirit wants us to know that all the elements of success are already present and that we are returning to the magical aspects of life, that we have been in this matrix since 2000. And in 2020, humanity was really offered the ability to see what was done or what was shifted around 2012, um, that new navigational system. We're now able to see it with our physical eyes, that things have changed. And so that gives us even more opportunity to be in alignment with the divine. Um, we're asked to no longer force things, to let go of overthinking or efforting, working hard, or using forceful action to try to attain something. Instead, we're being asked to create downtime, uh, as this is necessary to have the space to reflect, to expand, and to deepen, which leads to our true power, that our answers will no longer be found in obvious places. So we must go inward with meditation, reflection, and prayer. We can ask spirit to bring magical influences to us, sending us signs and omens, which help us navigate and guide. We are being encouraged that 2022 is a frequency full of wisdom and magic, but it does require wearing the world as a loose cloak and taking it off uh, whenever we deem that that's appropriate. Oh man, easier said than done. Uh, every little way we can do it. Um, do you feel like this is a good juncture to open it up? Sounds great. Let's just do that then. Um, literally, any comments, questions, or feedback? And it doesn't necessarily have to be about what we spoke about tonight. Well, this is Lenny, and I wanted to talk for a minute and um, just say I'm on the same page with you guys completely with what I've been going through. And um, what I've kind of written down is of having the responsibility of my I am being response able in my I am each day. So if you I feel like it's for me, it's finding your joy, because when you fill your cup up with all your joy then when you go into your interactions throughout the day, you're going to be yourself. You're going you're gonna to follow what your heart is. Your heart's going to reach out to others naturally, and you're going to connect in a way that is your highest self. And that, I feel like it's a spiritual discipline now to stay in your I am when you're being pulled. And 
like you guys said, I've, I've felt strong, strong things happening in my life to pull me out of that as well. And, um, so it's become like a, a, instead of exercising my body or, um, my mind, I'm exercising my, I am. And I I love that. I love it. Yeah. And the point about starting with joy, I mean, what a, what a great, uh, meaningful way to, you know, come into the world every day. Play has come through over and over again as being like the greatest spiritual power that we have right now to, to just play, just play. What does that even look like? Right. So I love that you're 100% absolutely spot on. Yeah. I think it's at best. I love how you put it with, you know, when you think about yourself as a child, what did you do? And that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm starting to feel heavy is go, what did I do when I was a kid? You know, go outside and play, draw a picture, make something new with that's that creator space. And then now you're a leader, you're a creator interacting with other creators versus allowing your own universe to just be sucked in by someone else's. Very well said. There's a lot of examples in society where people literally can be made to feel like they're creators while they are simultaneously getting sucked into a societal uh, idea, uh, collective idea form. And that's another uh, little trick in the end times where, you know, the false prophets and all these little things, it's up to us to, uh, you know, facilitate our daily personal practice so that we're not laid victim to something really weird and creepy out in the world because we're all fallible, you know, and there's a tremendous amount of despondency out there circling around. So you might leave the house completely within your own power, but just by the pure swampiness of despondency of being out in the bubble, it pulls you out of yourself. And so, you know, this is, this is where we're at now, where like Lenny said, it's like, it's like a Kung Fu, you know, it's like, where am I at within the spectrum of my I am presence? Because if you're feeling victimized, you're probably not very well seated in the, in the captain's chair. Um, I know I've been there. I think we all have. Yeah. I think part of like I'm Marsha mentioned staying in the present. And I feel like that's so important because even when we're sitting here, I don't know the word, but you know what I mean? <laughs> um, we're projecting what other people might do or what, you know, could possibly happen. That's um, wasteful energy almost, you know, what you can do is right in front of you and around you in the moment. And that's where you have all the control. And, and usually that's where you need to be, right? That's where spirit has placed you in your day to have the most power for moving yourself forward and upweaving, as Tom says. 100%. Yeah, that's the only way. That's the only way, because if you're not present, then you're not, you're not receiving it. You're not even available to receive it. Does anybody else have any comments uh, for tonight?
Marcia, do you have any comments? I just wanted to open the floor to talk about um, the energy of the hijack some more if people want to do that. Um, I know there's a lot of personal experiences with that frequency um, or just talking about, you know, like Lenny said, things that we can do, practical things to stay uh, in that life affirming consciousness, because when we become aware that it's its whole goal is to just suck us into the life denying consciousness, um, finding, you know, what brings us delight, finding the things that fill us with joy so that like Lenny said, when we go about out in the world, we're just like spilling that joy out wherever we go. Um, that's, that's alchemy. That's room changing energy. I mean, you can go into a room with your heart spilling over with joy and every single person in that room, people you didn't even talk to feel uplifted and have no idea why. So um, that's true magic, really, truly. And it's very, uh, it's very easy to see nowadays because the landscape has gotten so despondent and so, uh, uh, I guess, negative. I don't, I don't know what other word. When I go out in the public now, here in Oregon, we've got a real severe situation going on where you go out in public and people have gotten so bewildered by the endurance aspect of all of this that there are now. Um, there are people who are, you know, finding comfort in their face coverings. There are now, you know, people who will always put something on their face, regardless of the, of the codes of behavior that are out there. So, you know, we take your joy into a room where you feel someone else doing it. It is really contrasted compared to what else is going on. And, um, I guess that's really where we bring it back to the, uh, the hijacking of the kids you know you hijack the uh expressions of a human's face and you hijack the moment and so kids have a series of moments hijacked and so they're kind of like watching a movie where frames were literally pulled out of the scene and so their brain has to come up with you know a way to fill in the gaps and it's you know for me exactly like you know, I'm a hearing impaired individual and I have to know when my brain is trying to supply the words when my ears aren't actually getting them. And I think that's literally what the kids are going through right now, where their, their personality selves are having to cope with a whole lot of soft trauma. And I think that the whole masking phenomenon is a form of soft trauma that is essentially hijacking their childhood, their developmental years that will create psychological stunts that will, you know, and a lot of these individuals will erupt into addictions and uh, things that they'll have to deal with as, as adults. But all of the, all the time is not lost yet. We can turn this around very quickly. And although we can't make up for lost time, um, you know, if you're thinking pragmatically, you're thinking as time as your only real master, you know, any days that you lose to trying to mitigate harm for these young ones are the days that you're going to regret, you know, really, really horribly later, you know, and that's kind of where 
in a sanctuary microcosm like this, we can speak pragmatically about what we're trying to do to mitigate harm. And that's uh, very helpful, obviously, because we're all having to make choices. Um, hopefully you're making choices intuitively and not, you know, depending on your mental apparatus. Um, everything Marcia said tonight is about functioning within your intuitive sense and meeting yourself every day so that, you know, we can feel feel with sense of purity. I don't know. Can you feel, can you feel impurity when you're trying to be intuitive? You know, of course we can. We've had our days, you know, feel, well, you feel everything. I think when yeah. you, that's the whole kind of point and it's, you know, that's what makes it both splendid and also incredibly challenging. I know for me being around individuals who can become centered allows me to have a reflection of where I'm not centered. And I think that's the really biggest value within any type of, you know, spiritual group or any type of little circle that you might get involved in is it, it allows you to have a reflection and, um, Marsha obviously makes a tremendous reflection for people and, you know, we're all kind of parents, I guess, trying to protect our inner child in a, in a shit storm, you know, and this is really about us coming together and talking about it. Hey guys, this week I did this and I cried for a little while and I felt better after a while. And, um, okay, Tom, we accept you, you know, and we move on. And that's the whole point of this is that we're all going to give ourselves, you know, at least a little forgiveness and acceptance within this because we are, we're a little children in this silly earthly place where Marsh is talking about it being an inverted matrix, but also at the same time, we are the most powerful uh, organisms to ever walk this plane, you know, it's like our capacity to think and, uh, spiritually manifest is just, it's unparalleled. So where can we take that? Well, we can't take it very far if we're a bunch of traumatized little crybabies. Um, so if you had a little spell this week where you needed to be a crybaby for a while, I'm already forgiving you because gosh darn it, you know, we all did. Just being a little bit leveling with ourselves. I mean, that's what it is. You know, one thing that's been coming up um, through just a lot of individuals that have been reaching out to me is feeling this sense of heaviness, this sense of loneliness or abandonment, and then having feelings come up that are incredibly intense, but don't really have any story or like personal narrative to back them up. And that's one of the things that spirit mentioned about us moving through the corridor that we're going through now that we're kind of experiencing in physical form, what we previously might not have experienced except through, you know, transitioning out of this body into the next, you know, plane of existence. Um, and uh, my gosh, that picture is so beautiful. It's like stunning me out of my own thoughts. But uh, yeah, I, I can't even talk. It's too beautiful. So <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. I'm just like, oh, that's gorgeous. Well, we're, uh, we got a hand up. So let's just open the mic. Go ahead. Hey, this is Heather Grace. Um, 
wow, this is a really powerful, powerful one for me. I already know I'm going to be really looking forward to listening to the replay because I zonked way out and went into like a very, very deep sleep for a while there. Um, but, um, I know it was very much needed. Uh, (laughs) but I wanted to say, um, and I guess it sort of relates, it definitely relates to what you were saying, Tom, about the kids and the masks and what they're going through and, and, uh, you know, the days that go by and what we're doing to try and mitigate that harm. Um, some of you know, um, that a, a bit about my homeschool situation with my son, I was homeschooling him alone. And then I noticed he wasn't getting quite enough time with kids. And I also uh, needed a bit of a break because I work full time. And so I found this wonderful woman who had just been fired um, from a, a charter school for not getting the job. She said, I'm starting my own school and I want to protect the keiki. That's what they call kids out here in Maui. And she, her heart's in the right place. She's a really fantastic, very fierce, awesome lady. Um, So we're operating in a yoga room in a gym that has been donated to us by the man who owns the gym. He lets us use it Monday through Thursday, normal school hours. And we don't have a lot of money uh, because she doesn't make people pay a certain amount if People want to protect their kids and take them out of school and bring them. Um, she said, you know, come, come and just give what you can. Um, but what that means is we don't have desks and we don't have like chairs and we, any art supplies we have are donated to us. And there's a little bit of money for a couple of things, but we're really bumping into needing a bigger space and needing there's no outdoor space there, which is the only real, it's like, there are a couple of real kind of issues. None of them are anything compared to, you know, if these kids were having to sit in a desk at a public school, wearing the mask all day and being force fed, you know, all the garbage. So at the end of the day, I'm grateful. And at the same time, I'm just really bumping into wanting this vision that so many of us are having of there being a piece of land and, uh, you know, space to farm and enough room for the kids to be free. And I just felt that if I brought it out and just said it out loud, that maybe there would be just you all magical beings knowing about it would somehow shift it energetically so that, um, you know, something new could, could happen and new, uh, um, opportunities would open up, um, for that, for, for teacher Bianca. I, if I can be so bold as just to ask for a blessing for her, cause she's really, she's really something and I'll, and I'll leave the floor. Thank you so much for that share. Absolutely. Would love to send a blessing to her and to everyone who is out there right now, who is kind of had to make some hard choices that are also opening their heart to others during this time, the way that you described. So if we want to just take a moment of silence altogether to put that out there. Yeah. Witnessed and affirmed. 
May all the people, the resources, the opportunities all align now. And so it is we say thank you and amen. There is definitely something to be said about how a child goes through uh, unorthodox educational experience like that, and it breeds a sort of pragmacy and an industriousness because, you know, when you don't have desks and you don't have, you know, the basic resources, you become, you know, very industrious. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the Russians that way, you know, as a society and a culture, they're bred to be extremely, extremely hardy and industrious because they've just been brought up in a, in a lacking environment all the time. And so, um, I'll just say that, I guess there's, there's going to be kids that have unique traits given that they went through very unique experiences. Marsha, do you feel like uh, we could wrap this up or do we have uh, any other additional questions or comments? Yeah, what are you guys feeling? Is there anything else that anyone would like to discuss tonight? <sighs> On that note, I can wrap up the themes and just kind of uh, go back over them one more time. So we had talked about recognizing the hijack, which in this reality often means when good intentions are um, kind of taken for a ride in a direction that they were not originally intended to go. So just paying attention to when our little you know, antenna goes up um, to know that this is happening, these manipulations and these uh, deceptions are kind of running rampant right now. And that when we recognize the hijack, just in the awareness of us doing so, we shift it and course correct it. And how the medicine woman, the oracle and the priestess energies, this master of the night or this ability to discern truth where others are sightless, um, this sharpening against deception, that is merging with the qualities of the Merlin, the magician and the priest, the guardian and the one who knows how to create out of thin air. And so we are all stepping into these superpowers that we have within us. And uh, we talked about how we have to create space for that to happen. We have to, um, you know, as Lenny said, move from moments and moments moment to moment of joy and delight so that we are able to really stay in that life affirming consciousness during a time when it's very easy to be um, dragged in all different kinds of directions. And that lastly, we can really trust that we are moving towards the time of the great fulfillment. It's as if we can trust that the ending has already um, taken place. Love wins, um, goodness wins but we have no idea how the movie is going to play out. And so it's really up to us to stand in our light, to stand in our truth and to be an example of what's possible because that alone is the alchemy and the balance and the justice that spirit speaks to that is the magical alchemy that shifts the entire game.
excellent recap on excellent uh excellent little gathering tonight uh if we can uh, everyone just take a little moment to close the space with intent uh, i just want to thank everybody for being participant in whatever way they were participant and uh, if you actually took a nap that's really rad too we don't talk about this much but falling asleep uh, is one of the deepest ways that we can actually receive light codes from spirit. So uh, very, very cool that that happened. And um, uh, definitely uh, we will not take it that we're that boring. Although I would concede that, you know, that's highly possible as well. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much. And if you think we're boring, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will take a moment now to uh, just close out, cry. connect, connect, cry, <laughs> to a corner, connect our hearts, and uh, and wish everyone a really great week. And thank you all so much for your participation um, here and beyond. <laughs>